In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In both the prophecy of Ezekiel and the Gospel of John, God is not addressing strangers. He is addressing His own people. And those people are not receptive to Him. In the prophecy, God is telling Ezekiel to address the Israelites on their sacrifices. And in the Gospel of John, our Lord Jesus Christ is addressing the Pharisees. One meditation I had on like throughout this week, is how is it that these Pharisees, who are like the very religious and probably attended service regularly and they dressed the part and they knew the songs and they probably knew the prophecies and the traditions, uh, how are they not receptive to the words of our Lord? Um, Like how are their hearts so hardened that they wanted to stone God in the flesh? This hardened heart is a recurring issue for a good reason, especially for the religious, it seems like. Uh, When you look at the issue of this, like, stony heart or this issue of pride, it's a big problem because it's unknowable. Like, you you cannot self-diagnose pride. Uh, And the more you're sick with this pride, the less that you're aware of it. Every other sickness, every other sin, there's, like, there's symptoms, there's indicators that you have this. Uh, they say a stony heart, or like, uh, this pride is like the cancer of sins. It's like cancer because first, you can't self-diagnose cancer, right? There's no, like, obvious uh, symptoms. It has to be revealed by an MRI or biopsy. Um, also, because it can grow in someone, like cancer can grow in someone, without them knowing, for years even. Uh, Same thing with pride. Also, because it spreads, it can affect, like, every part of your body. Even if it starts one place, it can affect everywhere. Uh, Same with pride. It can can spread and, like, it not only affects, it can affect our work life, our social life, family life. It affects our spiritual life, for sure. Uh, It makes us, like bad teammates, makes us bad servants. Uh, and we know that God will resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So how is it that the people who are like very obviously prideful, how can they say that they believe in God and appear to themselves even as very religious? C.S. Lewis says, I'm afraid this means they are worshiping an imaginary God. They admit to themselves in, in front of others that they admit in themselves to be nothing in front of others and this phantom God. But they're really all the time imagining how God approves of them and how he thinks them better than ordinary people. So then how do we get diagnosed for this hard heart? St. Paul said he's the chief of sinners. And he said this not because he's trying to be humble but because he knows the truth of his own sickness. He saw his hardened heart, right? It's, and it's true that you, you can't see, you can't self-diagnose this hardened heart, we said. Like, I can't see it in my own self. It's not humanly possible. Even St. Paul can't see it in himself. Uh, 
it's God that revealed it to him. And it's always God that's, that like, reveals this in his light. And by his grace alone, we can gain humility. So then why is it so difficult then to gain humility? One reason I think is, and it makes sense that it's a problem, it's been a problem for religious people, is as I strive, maybe in the spiritual life, I gain virtues. And I can become aware of those virtues. And I become aware that I'm becoming humble. Right? And as soon as I, I'm aware that I'm gaining humility, I lose my humility. So then, true, humil- true humility requires me not to think of myself at all. And ha- that, so how do we achieve this humility of not thinking of ourselves at all? Uh, St. Isaac the Syrian says in his homily, he talks a lot about humility, but he says perfect humility requires you not to ask this question at all of like, how do I achieve humility? Uh, acquiring humility is really then, he says, conforming our life to Christ's. And this is through service, and like ultimately it's through denying ourselves and taking up the cross every day. Uh, so how can we do this? I think even like tonight, as we chant like for the final uh, Paschal praise of this evening, and for the rest of the week even, this praise can be an exercise in humility. Every time we say, yours is the power, yours is the glory, yours is the majesty, we're actively humbling ourselves. And little by little, we're kind of lowering ourselves. Every time we pray, we're recognizing our dependence on God. Every time we say, we, we bring our wandering minds back into captivity. And we focus on like God's glory. And we stop maybe comparing ourselves to others. We, we just focus on His glory. Every time we chant it, it's like another small step towards Christ. Um, and again, it's not for the sake of gaining humility, but recognizing his sacrifice for us and our bankruptcy and how much we owe him. Let's try to reflect this love and deny ourselves in these praises and in every thought. And in glory be to God forever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The prophecy.